All right, Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. I don't think it's into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Five, four, three, two, one. We're taping. All right. Welcome to episode 100. Take two. Welcome to episode 121 of the Kiss FAQ podcast. I'm not your host today, Julian Gill, and I'm joined by St. Louis Kiss, Lonnie. And What's up? we may be having our third head, our third talking head, join. Uh, but until then, uh, we're just going to proceed with today's news first. And uh, a book arrived for me in the post from Spain. And it is... Dressed for Revenge, written by Raul. Uh, I'm not going to butcher his last name in Carlos. And it is the Spanish discography, everything related to Kiss in Spain, in Spanish and English. Mucho, Very nice. Mucho gracias, amigos. You know, uh, great that they wrote it in, in you know, bilingual so that uh, those of us who don't speak Spanish can uh, understand what is in there. It's very nicely put together. I think it's 288 pages, 1,500 photographs. It's color inside, so congratulations on doing that, especially for the price, which I thought was a really good buy. Um, If you're interested in that, you can find these guys on Facebook. and I've I've read the email address out before uh, for these guys, and it's Destroyer Resurrected. Only one R separating those two words at gmail.com. Um, if not, find me on Facebook and I'll put, see if I can put the link in the um, post for this episode of the podcast so that you can find them. And I'm just going to quickly uh, have one more check on our, our third party. Okay, so my change of schedule this week has probably screwed everything up. So I'm going to turn the microphone over to Lonnie. It's a real treat. So, so this week we are discussing, and if you're on the board, you've probably seen that Julian went to the show in Reno on Friday night. And not only did he go to the show, he did the meet and greet, the full-on first-class A1 kiss experience that you that you can do for a normal, regular show. So, Julian, why don't you just, for starters, just walk us through your day a little bit. I know that that you drove there day of, um, and just just walk us through that experience. What, what was everything like? You know, the day started really early for me. I had, I had to go to work, number one, uh, and get out of San Francisco really early because uh, I've not done the Northern Sierras, the, the the drive to Reno before. So I didn't know what the roads are going to be like even at this time of year, whether there was going to be any ice or shit like that. Uh, I even bought a pair of chains for the car just in case. Um, so, you know, fantastic drive, nice and early, no rush hour, no rush hour in Sacramento. So I got to, uh, uh, to Reno, at, I think it was like 9.30. And I was like, okay, Boom. I can't check into the hotel until I think it was three o'clock check in at uh, the Grand Sierra. I was like, I've got a list of record stores here. So I hop in the car, go to the first one. Not a single fucking kiss item in the store. That sucks. Not a single Aerosmith item in the store. Not a single Dawkin, Def Leppard, Dio, Motley Crue. What kind of record store did you go to? Uh... 
<laughs> one that apparently had probably been picked clean by the vultures before <laughs> I got there. So, and you know, they did have the Gene Simmons solo cassette, White Spine from 78 issue. Um, I didn't buy it because I couldn't remember if the one I already have at home has screws in the tape <laughs> media <laughs> or not, whether I needed one or not. You know, even though it was nothing, it was like, okay, fuck this. You know, and then I get to the next one and they're not open until 1230. Like, what? There's a concert in town and you're not open? Okay. 1230. And then the the last one just looked lame. So I I went back to the hotel and uh, did some gambling and won enough money to pay for my dinner and beer. That's good. That's a bonus. Yeah. um, I got to say, Grand Sierra, fantastic joint. You know, I'm not big on gambling. Um, I was just so bored that I had nothing else to do. So... um, we got the emails for the meet and greets. I, I think it was the day before the show saying, you have to be at the will call. There'll be a table set up there. You have to be there at 2 p.m. or else you may, uh, for instructions or else, uh, or else you, you risk the, uh, the chance of missing the event. And it actually turned out to be pretty accurate. Um, I got there at, I think, 145. Um, one of the chaps that I've met at, you know, two recent shows, um, was there in line. So I joined him, uh, chatted away. And I think we waited probably 30 minutes before anyone came out. So it was like two 30 before they came out. So I'm so glad we were there on time, but the, you know, the, the line, <laughs> the line filled up, you know, there were probably, it, it's tough to do guesstimates. I'm not nibbling. Yeah. So uh, counting heads, it looked like about 50. 40, about 50, 50 or so. 40, 50 for the, uh, for the meet and greet. So a decent number. It's not like the Japanese one where there were 800. Yeah, I, I've been at them where there's been like 12 of twelve of you. And I've been at one where there's like 200 people. Hmm. So I've, I've seen the, the two extremes. 50 is not bad, though. Yeah, it, it was more than I remember from the ones I did in 2003 and 2004. But then again, a lot of those brain cells are long deceased, so I'm probably <laughs> mis- misremembering a shitload in trying to compare um, 2017 with you know 13 years ago, 13, 14 years. So, fifty's well, not 50's not too bad though. Like, we I was at one and there's like 200 of us in Chicago and oh nine, and it I mean they separated us. It was before they started doing that acoustic. Um, show prior to but they like brought us in in groups because there were so many of us I mean it can I can't imagine what seven or eight hundred in Japan must have been like a couple years ago for that that had to have been a different experience altogether but so you have to check in so what time so what time is the show supposed to start um immediately after check in so it it really it turned out to be that we got there and lined up and as soon as there was a good sized line, uh, we could watch through the glass entrance to the uh, the, the theater, um, the venue. And they had the back, the kiss backdrop set up there. They were sound checking, well, allegedly sound checking uh, the equipment. And they were going to do the meet and greets right in that room, right where we were lined up. And it was going to happen immediately after, which I was absolutely stunned. I mean, it. it I was like, okay, shit, I got to check in. I got to do it. I got to have dinner. All this is this going to screw up my reservation at Charlie Farmer's? And, uh, you know, so the guys come out at, uh, what was it, about 3.30-ish. 
and say, you know, run through their spiel of this is what's going to happen. You're going to go in, you're going to, you know, they're going to do the performance. Um, afterwards will be the signing. You have to be back here at seven on the dot to go backstage and get your photo with them, with the band, uh, with their makeup on, pardon me. Mm-hmm. You know, so well organized you know once they started processing as in it's you know the deal here's the id it matches the name on their itinerary they give you your security pass your lanyard um they did not have your tickets which i found a little bit annoying that i had to then go back and get in line for the will call to get my ticket for the show but you know it's it's all organizational it's just would i have preferred one person to give it yeah is it easier for them probably to have the will call people do it yeah so i get it no big deal end of the day um so we go in and you know it, it probably takes them a good 20 minutes to process everyone and get them in they were efficient simple as that you know i i will also hand it to the staff at the grand sierra you know they were respectful often people doing these kind of meet and greet experiences are not treated with the greatest of respect let's put it that way you kind of look down on in some places for doing that kind of special thing they think you probably a bit uppity thinking that you're doing something that your average joe is not doing so Mm -hmm. the staff were all very cool except for the guy with the wand who was uh doing the i guess the bomb detector on me who took exception to the san jose earthquakes but good (laughs) good nature he proved he had no taste whatsoever um but other than that i go in um i was the first one in i just planted myself big mistake right in front of gene's bass amp and that fucking blew up my recording of the show but uh there you go instant karma (laughs) everyone everyone else comes in you know once everyone's lined up you know everyone um you know we're only probably three deep uh across the the backdrop so it, it it was lots of space no one was jammed in um it was light it was airy you know it wasn't stuffy it was comfortable uh, for me that's and good I, and i'm one of those people who are, like really sensitive the next night at uh, laughlin they did it outside so I, i'll take mm. i'll take what happened to us in reno any day you know in indoors so um the band comes in paul first comes straight over hey hey uh if you've seen the video that i put up of coming home i think that's got the uh them walking in and it may or may not, I can't remember, but, uh, you know, Paul comes straight out, fist bump, uh, Tommy comes in after, like, hey, Tommy, how you doing, all that. Um, mm-hmm. As I think uh, Ken Mills noticed, um, Gene comes in being led by Eric like he's a blind man and walks into the column, <laughs> and, you know, just doing the, the little comedy routine. Oh, you shtick, know, yeah. And, you know, the, all of them were very gracious, uh, you know, very pleasant, you know, they... they do these things so often probably that it probably becomes a little bit mind-numbing interacting with fans but you couldn't really tell if that's the case and maybe they do like it but uh you know they just came in did their final uh tunings and got into the music that's good i mean for for kiss i mean these guys do these every time they do a show they do one of these meet and greets with with the acoustic set and but for the people that are that are there, you know, it's a it's a once in a lifetime type thing, or maybe you know once every five years or something. If Kiss tours, I do that, you know. But Kiss still does these every night, so that they the fact that they still make it unique and personable to those fans um, is really a kudos to them because they've been doing these 
um, acoustics for so long and then these meet and greets for so long that I'm sure it's just part of their routine and it's just they can go through it with their eyes closed if they wanted to. But the fact that they came out, you know, fist bump and kind of make it personal, that's really cool. Yeah, and, you know, I hadn't done one while they've been doing these acoustics. And, mm-hmm. and Paul I said have. straight up, we don't know how many songs we're going to do. We don't know what we're going to do. And I'm sure they've discussed a bit backstage, you know, you know what they're in the mood for. How is everyone, you know? Simple as that. Yeah. How is everyone on the day, on that moment as they're walking back, you know? Is someone, you know, let's cut this one short, you know? Is someone, you know... Yeah, how, how's well, how's your voice? Things like that. Yeah, you know? You, you know, what do we have to save? So they haven't performed. Jeans obviously performed recently, but, you know, who knows? The rest of the guys, maybe just rehearsals. So they come in. They do uh, a six-song set. I have already shared the video of Coming Home, the first song. I can't remember if I mm-hmm. had all the intro. What I will do for this episode, everyone, is I will plug in the full video, them walking in, um, and, and everything that I, I did shoot for this show. Um, coming Home. 22 years since they did that la- um, you know uh, unplugged and what an opener it was then and standing in front of them what an opener it is now but it was brutal they right off the bat the 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 mix the balance of the instruments was all messed up it was fucking <laughs> horrible it was absolutely brutal to uh to listen to it was like having tin cans on your ears and headphones on top of it uh it, it was just a an assault but it was a wonderful one you know if, if you're going to be tortured get tortured by kiss i mean it's fuck you know you're standing three feet away from gene simmons and you're hearing every single note he's playing on the bass and that's about all you're hearing sounds like uh whoever did the the mix for that did the mix at the gene show i went to in st louis a few weeks ago that was so bad when they first came out so. you know you know it's music it, you know it's live music sure. shit ha- shit happens i accept that and you go into one of these things you don't know what you're going to get you may have have the sound man had hemorrhoids that were bugging him that day and everything's off the dials simple as that you know they sound checked no. when we were standing out front you know the crew played a bit of coming home themselves so what they heard was obviously Maybe they didn't have the things in their ears and they were just going off the monitors. Who knows? It doesn't matter. You know, complete irrelevancy at the end of the day. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't, so didn't matter. No. It's still kissing. You're still seeing them that close and they're playing acoustically. So, so, so why don't I punch in at this point? Let's play Coming Home. How you doing? Good. Hi. How are you? What's up, Tommy? Hey, what's going on? Hi, you guys. Hey, how are you? Hey, Jane. You know, in case you didn't know, we have the military here today. And in case you didn't know, our guest from the military today plays me in his tribute band. Before. 
Who's been to a meet and greet? Nice. You've been to it? Was it good? Okay. Who else has been to a meet and greet? Okay. Now, how many of you people remember Kiss Unplugged? You know how many years ago that was? Who's that? 21. A few. 22. 20, 22 years ago. And I haven't changed. You need glasses. Ready? What was the first song of Kiss Us Love? Coming up. One, two, three, four. Hope you enjoyed that. Okay, continue. <laughs> Perfect. So, coming home, 
into Christine 16. Gene's been playing this recently on his couple solo shows that he's done. How was that? I love Christine 16, so I was actually happier to hear it in the acoustic because I knew then we weren't going to get it in the electric show. So Mm -hmm. um, it was just, again, it was a train wreck. And one thing you noticed during coming home is Eric's really not happy. Gene's not happy. Eric couldn't hear a thing. Um, And and he told me that afterwards, and I think you can probably hear him shouting at, at some point. And Gene's pointing to his amp. He's not happy. And they adjusted the amp and made it face me even more directly, which just made the recording was just a red brick at that point. Um, (laughs) In Christine 16, they stop in the middle of the song. They just fucking kill it. And um, let me just play some of that for you right now. Bring all the vocals down. Boy, it sounds like shit up here. And it's not not us. I can't hear him in my yeah, ears. Hear it all time. Time. <laughs> I need to hear Tommy's guitar in my ears. Don't turn him up there. Check one. This is this, this, on, this, this <laughs> just on the verge of being bad. Sounds like <laughs> this mic is hey, how is this too loud? It's too loud in my monitor. Yeah. Turn the guitar up just a little bit. Give Eric the guitar too. Yeah, a little because I can't hear it at all. Lower down these. So, how did you enjoy working for us? <laughs> Give me a little more guitar. One, two. One, two. That's better. Alright. Hi, Beyonce. So, we didn't, we didn't finish the uh, Christian 16. Okay, so that's that's that. I mean, that's a little bit long-winded to make you sit through, but uh, you know, they tried their best to adapt. And mm-hmm. as, as you can hear from Paul, kept good humor, and, and that's important. Yeah, you know, at the same time, so they were frustrated, but they're still having fun with it at the same time. You can hear that come through. Yep. So did they, you know, they go, they go in the hard luck woman next. Do they, do they act like they're taking requests from fans? Do they pretty much have it figured out what they're doing? They're What's the story? They're asking what you want to hear, and they know what they're playing next. But they're not paying attention. To no, they're just letting you. You know, there's a couple times. You know, I went back to the recording, and I'm like, I hear me. You know, I, I did ask for "Bang Bang You." Um, oh, very good. I did ask for "Life in the Woods" and "Forever." And and you were ignored on all three. I was totally ignored. You know, there were some there were some good requests from this crowd, and I don't know what it's like at other ones, but there was "Turn on the Night" thrown out there, and I thought that was awesomely. Sure. impossible on acoustic but you know i thought it was a, a really good one to, something different so you know again it, it was uh you know you you knew they weren't gonna listen they knew what they were gonna do and harlick woman was 
I love the song. Always have. I love Paul singing it. I wish there was a studio version of him from 76. And mm-hmm. that's no diss to Peter. I love Peter's version. But I would just love to hear 1976 Paul singing that song, even though we've got, uh, you know, MTV Unplugged. But I was watching him on the microphone at that, you know, especially during that song. And he's leaning up into it. He is, you know, totally into his singing. And he was powerful. And it, it does not come across on the recordings. You know, I go back, whether it's my, my phone that I was filming on or, you know, my other alternative device. It does not do him justice for the live situation. And, you know, when I play it back and I, I hear it, I get a different visual than when I was watching him, you know, his eyes closing, him working and his face. And yeah, I just love Paul Stanley. God. Who doesn't? Yep. No, that, that's a that's a good example because people always are quick to criticize, you know, when they hear something on YouTube that was recorded off a phone, and it's it's hard to judge anyone with recording a live experience off of small speaker on your cell phone versus being there, you know. When when I'm at a Kiss show, I, I'm not thinking about Paul's. Oh, oh, he doesn't sound good. I'm thinking about, gosh, this is freaking amazing when I'm there personally. So. Yep. So, um, I was just going to say, after Hard Luck Woman, they went straight into Do You Love Me? And, and, you know, Paul's not shirking the vocals. You know, I'm going to put it straight out there that we know that his voice is the elephant in the room. And I'm not going to be embarrassed to talk about it. Um, He's not avoiding singing, which makes me proud of him. And Do You Love Me? You know, come on. He, He starts, he's coming home, Hard Luck Woman, Do You Love Me? And Got to Choose. Yeah, he does. He sings four of the songs. Four of the songs, and maybe that's a warm-up. But on every single one of those, he sounded absolutely fantastic to me. And that's not wearing my rose-tinted he- earbuds. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're not drinking purple Kool-Aid as as you're as you're in the stands, dude. And I was stone cold sober. Didn't drink. <laughs> so you know, I. I don't care if I'm hearing what I want to hear. I'm seeing him sing. You know, it's like great expectations. You know, you you sit there watching him sing and you see what his voice can do, you know, and he's doing it for you. And, you know, he's he's just he's not killing it in the bad sense. He's totally killing it um, as a performer. So, you know, I was thrilled with the set to that point that you've got Do You Love Me, which... Again, I'm like, okay, cool. We've got this song out of the way during the acoustic set. We're not getting that at... Uh... Oh, sure. Yeah, you're definitely thinking that as you go. That, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to get something other than Do You Love Me in the electric set. For sure. Yep. So before... So Sorry, it's like two hosts today, so you have to forgive us. I'm not going to interview myself. Uh, Lonnie's in that unenviable role, but I did forget to play a clip of uh, Hard Luck Woman. So let me just play a little bit of that. Okay, so you know, again, it's the all you perfect really, setting for that song. Yeah, all you really get to hear is Gene's bass, but 
you'll see the video in the show and apologies to everyone who's listening just to an audio version of this there's no way for us to deal with that uh, shut your eyes but you'll see what I'm talking about with what I my perspective of watching Paul um, you know it, it really shows it in that clip of what he looks like when he's singing and his body language which you know if any of you are a psychologist or have been around that and have uh, looked into human body language you know it, it's a very positive thing to be looking at watching Paul at work I, I don't think a lot of our viewers are psychologists. Um, I think they're mostly shut-ins and <laughs> they're, they're on the other side of the table. Inmates and <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, that is Lonnie speaking right now, who just said that. Uh, that is not Mr. Gill, who uh, is already on enough shit lists for this year. So thank you, Lonnie. So do you love me to to a Gene song that he's been doing quite a bit I... on his solo tour, Plaster Caster? Again, totally thrilled that he did that. You know, if I could have asked for one Gene song that I was likely going to get, it would have been that. And, and I can't remember if they did that in Vegas or not. Uh, I don't know. It's too long ago. My brain's gone. But, you know, I, I was really happy. And he was just... No, they didn't do Plaster Caster in Vegas. I wanted him to, and they didn't. They replaced it with Parasite. So that might have been my first time seeing Plaster Caster. I'm such a nerd. Yeah, you know... <laughs> I do the, the set list and all that shit and write books and I can't remember fuck all. But whatever the case, if that was my first time seeing Plasticaster, I was thrilled, especially being in front of Gene. And I'm sorry, Gene. Oh, yeah. I was, when I saw him do it a couple of weeks ago, I was absolutely thrilled when they did it. Yeah, again, that's that's a rare cut. That that made me happy. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I'm sure. walking out of the meet and greet. It hasn't been a vanilla one, um, you know, now that they've done Plasticaster, something unusual. And to be standing right in front of Gene Simmons... And, you know, I was about to say it a second ago, I'm sorry, Gene, that I stood right in front of you rather than someone a little bit more attractive and female. <laughs> um, I, I do deeply apologize for doing that to you, but... Uh, he, he's looking out. Julian Gill is not what he's looking for. He first no, <laughs> that, that, that is not motivation for the performance. So. <laughs> so then they go into, to got to choose, how did that sound with Paul? Because that's, that's a song they used to do um, back in like '04, when they kind of stabilized the lineup, they used to do that song quite a bit. Um, and then they did it. Uh, they did it like in '04 lot. They did it in some of those shows that they were doing in '06, '07 when they weren't really touring a whole lot. And then in '08 when they came back with the Alive 35, they were still doing it quite a bit when they were playing all of Alive or at least 95% of Alive. And they've really kind of we haven't heard it in a long time actually. So so how did that? sound with Paul singing it sounded incredible again uh, his voice was in the right place at this time for doing that song and he invested himself 110 percent into it and he killed it he totally killed it and again I can't remember how many times I may have heard it or not simple as that I just thoroughly enjoyed hearing it again. And again, it's one of the songs off the original Unplugged and from 95 that is incredible incredible acoustically. And maybe probably came from the acoustic in the first place. Mm -hmm. It sounds so good acoustically that you would think it was that it, it must have been written on an acoustic guitar because it sounds so great when it's done acoustically. It lets them be a great acoustic band for these performances, doing that song in particular. It's, you know, it, it's... It sounds way better than on the album to me because mm -hmm. you're not hindered by that kind of sludgy um, production that does give it its character, but it works so much better in a crisper you know, performance. Oh, no. My, my go-to version of 
got to choose is is the one off of MTV Unplugged. There's no no question about it because it sounds so freaking good. So to hear that in acoustic setting was probably really really that was almost as big of a treat probably as Plaster Caster. I would I would think. Oh, absolutely. Got you. You got it right there. So they finish it off with Beth. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably for guys like me and you, it's probably ending it on a downer. But for other people, I'm sure it's it's great for them to hear that. I, you know, I I I don't mind it. You know, Eric Carr sang it. So in terms of having other people sing Peter's song, I don't like other people singing Peter's song. I'm looking forward to June when Peter sings Peter's song. Um, I don't dislike Eric for singing it because it's part of the Kiss catalog and he's got a voice that does it justice. Um, mm-hmm. And he's already wearing the makeup and the costume anyway. So, um, you know, it, yeah. it's really somewhat of a moot point. When he does it, Paul, Paul Stanley introduced it, you know, and, and says, you know, something to the effect of that it's, uh, you know, one of the best versions, you know, uh, does the best job on it, uh, you know. Uh, you know, so it, it is what it is. Let me play a little clip mm-hmm. of that. So again, that's all bass for uh, anyone <laughs> a lot of gene. listening to that. But, uh, you know, you get to see the cool cat, Eric, you know, drumming with one hand, holding a mic with the other, um, singing, you know, so talented guy. And by the way, what is it at the 25th anniversary? Two days ago, 23rd of April, yeah. of Eric's first ever show with Kiss, which was in San Francisco. So, that's you know, a great article with Bruce. Yep. Congratulations, Eric, and thank you for all you've done to the band. If someone tells you that I said something nice about you today, well, <laughs> you, you have been appreciated, even if uh, I'm not a giant fan of you doing Beth. So, what time does so what time does this end approximately? Oh, oh whoa, 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 whoa. you're not done yet. You're not done yet. No. Now, now they're done performing, and you're going to get your autographs. So, how does that go? That went uh, less smoothly than Ace Frehley's. And that's saying that's saying a lot. That's saying something. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know Paul, Paul wraps it up and says you know now we've done the uh, uh, whatever let's get to the greet you know now we've done the meet let's get to the greet um, every, and and I think one of the handlers comes up okay everyone up against the wall and it's like Pink Floyd get up against the wall um, you know oh, so like my seventh grade gym class yeah <laughs> so everyone basically walks back to the wall. And lines up, and you're kind of like, well, which end are they going to start? There's a little bit of the uh, pigeons in the yard going on. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm like facilitating. I, do I want to go that way? Do I want to go that? Because uh, I, I want to get uh, my shit signed, get out, and go on my dinner, and you right. know, and you know, get get ready for the show. So. You know, you're lined up, and I, I, this is my one major criticism. You know, I'm not bothered by the sound because that happens, and they worked around it. They were professionals. They saw it through, did their best, uh, kept good humor. My criticism of this whole meet and greet thing: there wasn't a fucking table in the room for them right. to sign. So they walk down the line, and 
you know, some people had some difficult stuff. And the guy next to me had a garbage can that he was able to kind of turn into a table for his stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and that was the only garbage can. And I probably should have asked, hey, yeah, you mind if I put my stuff on? Right, get borrow some... your garbage can. Yeah, can, or can I borrow your shit on top of the garbage can so I've got a table? Um, sure. So uh, who came down first? I I think it was uh, Tommy was the first. And, you know, really nice. I brought, uh, what did I bring? Oh, you got yeah. some for Alex, didn't you? Yeah, I got Kissology I got 3 signed by uh, Eric and Tommy for Alex. Um, I got... Sonic Boom signed by all four of them for me. Um, you know, Tommy, Tommy did a, a nice, a nice signature. Um, you know, just small talk exchange. Eric comes along, small talk. Uh, he came down with uh, Gene. Actually, those two were still a pair. Um, so they've obviously got something going on. Paul, <laughs> you know, Paul came down. Paul was absolutely awesome. He was, you know, really interacting with the fans, uh, doing selfies, talking. You know, and I, I asked him, hey, you know, can you uh, sign my my 73 poster reprints and i put it up against the wall for him and he leaned in and he said now make sure you let the ink dry before you roll it up you know you know really gracious considerate you know um, paul stanley you know i i i didn't have a lot to say to these guys i just said you know something to the effect of thank you paul for still being out there doing it you know and you know he just smiled and move on to the the next person you know there wasn't any reason to have any conversation and yes i know i was wearing that same t-shirt at this event i was gonna get to that in a little bit yeah but yes i was um gene comes along and i'm like hey gene can i put this up he's like no 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 yeah and, and just signing it with me holding it in the air and <laughs> you know what he did a, a pretty good job so i have got it it's a little bit now. of a different autograph i saw it yesterday yeah uh... yep so that's my baby now that is not going up on ebay that's going up on my wall um you know so it, it was over in a flash um you know, there's not really much to say. They were interacting more with some people, less with others, but it was all down to the circumstances. I wasn't being particularly chatty to them or trying to, hey, can I get a selfie with you? I'm not that sort sort of cat. Um, Gene, the only thing I had to say to him was, thank you so much for finally doing a solo tour. You know, make sure you come to San Francisco. And yesterday, <laughs> a show in Riverside was announced. Uh, going on sale on Friday for oh. August the fifth, and I am gonna try and get tickets for that. And I'm how doing... far away is that from you? That's a fucking L.A. That's... Oh, is it? No, oh. that's that's another one. So maybe maybe Ken will keep me company on the drive. It's yeah, only... maybe have another another road trip with Ken. Do a road trip and uh, go back to that barbecue joint again, because you know how how freaking awesome. You know, he just like you know Gene, and he just goes. Mm. You know, that was his response, you know, a smug, yeah. yes, thank you for acknowledging my greatness. Yes, I am great. Please continue. <laughs> yes, I am great, and no, you're not worthy. Yeah. <laughs> so so that was it. And then I rolled my shit up and, uh, you know, went and stole a pick off Paul's guitar and got out. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd gotten an Eric pick during the meet and greet. Uh, it kind of fell on the floor, and I stomped on it before someone's fingers could get there. And then uh, one of the people I know who was uh, next to me, I was like, hey, he was grabbing Gene picks off Gene's mic stand afterwards. I'm like, hey, you've got long arms. Can you grab me one? And he kindly did. So Very good. Didn't get a Tommy pick. So my life is not complete. You know, at the Gene show I went to, Gene didn't throw one pick all night. 
Oh, these guys, I mean, Eric had a, a, a jar full of them, and he was just, like, basically <laughs> chucking them. Paul was flicking them all over the place. Tommy was huh. flicking a few as well. And Gene had both his Herco gray ones and mm-hmm. his, uh, I'll just hold it up a, and then like the, to the camera. You got a little bit of a Kiss World kind of pick. So, you know, it, it, it's neat. So, you know, once it's over, they're mingling. There are some, I guess, some local personalities. They look like, well, okay, I won't describe them. But, um, yeah, that they were mingling with at the end. And I was just like, okay, I, I got to go get my tickets. I got to go check in. I'm out of there. Rolled my shit sure. up. Got out. Um, went to Will Call. Got my tickets. Didn't mean anything uh, where they were. Got checked in. Had my dinner at Charlie Palmer's and uh, was back there for seven. Okay. So you, had enough, so you still had enough time to get done what you needed to do. Yeah, totally. Got, got, you know, it, it was probably only an hour left i think it was about 4:45 by the time everything was over so it was just under an hour the the meet and greet kind of mm-hmm. took place i think my recording's 53 minutes so yeah that's how long it had taken from getting in front of gene's amp to turning the recorder off after the uh, performance and then it was probably another half hour on top of that to get signed and two autographs per guy right yeah, two. two um, I, I didn't pay attention to how stringent they were being on that. Um, I think most people were quite respectful, thankfully. Mm-hmm. You know, that no one had come in with a wheelbarrow full of Spencer's crap to have signed. <laughs> and, and there was a good mix of stuff people were getting signed. I mean, someone had uh, some of their costume parts from the 70s, mm-hmm. leather belts and some really cool stuff like that. The guy next to me had a, a great 77 poster print of uh, Paul from the Alive, from the Alive 2 tour. You know, So there's some cool shit and some photos that people have taken. That's cool. I'm always interested in what people are getting signed whenever I go to anything. I'm always interested in like, what other people have. And I'm all, Lots, you know, like, oh, that's really cool. Or, or, like, or sometimes it's like stuff like that. Like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Then other people I'm like, why are you bringing that? That's really stupid. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I saw a lot. A lot of, Batiste, I saw a lot of copies of Destroyer, a lot of copies of, uh, you know, the first album. But, you know, the, the way I geared my stuff is if you can only get two signatures per guy, you know, I, I don't want to disrespect Tommy and Eric and only get Classic Era uh, signed. And I'm certainly not going to have them sign anything Classic Era that they didn't play on. Right. You know, people, you know, in different spaces about what they want you know for a lot of people a kiss record is a kiss record and getting it signed by kiss is perfectly fine i'm not so inclined to have a tommy thayer signature on destroyer and that's not any you know dig at tommy and that's why i brought sonic boom so that i could uh have him sign something without saying don't you dare touch my 73 poster reprint you know i I don't want to you know be put someone in that situation or disrespect him in any way but I guess and, it, and, and you know, and to each their own. If somebody wants to get that signed, if that's if it means something to them, so be it. I, yeah, that, and, and, I, and I and I considered. I mean, I'd hope they'd have a table so that you could put your shit down and they could sign everything nicely. But you know what? Even Gene kind of doing his his squiggly. It looks like a Gene signature, and I've got. No, it still looks like a Gene signature. Yeah, and, I, I, and I've got the, and I've got the story to go with it, and it's not for sale. So simple, simple as that. He did a good I mean, job. Yeah, it means something to you. That's what the important thing is. Yep, absolutely. So you have your dinner, you get your tickets, 
do you, do you, so do you go to your seat first or do you wait around to do your meet and greet with the band? Um, once we get back, it was a madhouse. So we had to be back at 7. Uh, I, I took off, went, got checked in, had my dinner, came back at 7, and uh, the line was already massive, as was the admission line. you know. And there were people who had lined up at one one forty five when I got there for the meet and greet who were still in line to get in. So they must have been going in the pit. So the VIPs all got lined up in a separate line and get sent the wrong place and one of the uh the uh, the crew come and get a, anyone with a wristband get your asses over here now the band's waiting so we're taking backstage is where they were doing the uh, the photo session and you know we're lining up and you know, we're probably waiting 20 25 minutes um maybe even a bit more than that while a, a private photo session is going on in the back you see tommy hanging out talking to some of those same personalities um mm-hmm. that he had been before and then paul's back there and we're just waiting in line it's stuffy back there on the on this on the uh it's a big ass backstage as well but finally they start processing processing us and once they do you know i i want to do give a shout out to keith larue for doing the facebook live of the photo session because that was absolutely hilarious to get pinged by people who saw me getting signed uh get, i mean getting my uh my photo taken with the band on everything that goes with that. But, you know, the, the line was moving at a fast clip. It was, you go in there, you're told by uh, an organizer, this is what you're going to do, and you see you basically go stand in front, picture out. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all that was missing is, like, one of the cartoonish big boots to push oh, yeah. push you like a guy with a cane <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely but you know what even though it was rapid and it was assembly line and all that it was still respectful there were groups of people who you know were going through getting individuals and getting maybe two of them together six of them with the band and they were more than willing to you know work with certain circumstances like that for those people to make sure Uh, i had two sisters who were directly in front of me and they both had their pictures taken and they're like oh wait wait you know don't forget to get one together and they got it together and then i'm in and i stand and the band's just right behind me getting organized and all of a sudden out of the side of my eye gene simmons kind of bat gargoyle movements and you you see it on the video it's um, great which which you'll, you'll have to and it was also captured on the photo that he just came around the side of me um to check out my t-shirt to, and you know i think keith posted later it was a bootleg t-shirt check you know that they don't want to be taking pictures with certain t-shirts um sure which is fair enough and you know what you can't see it you maybe see it in the the facebook live that i actually had a yellow t-shirt on uh tucked into my belt in case they had a problem with that t-shirt i totally did not think they would have a problem but if they said hey we don't want to do that t-shirt i would have said hey send the next guy and i'll just rip this one off and put on the yellow so that it wouldn't have been a big deal it also wouldn't have been a big deal if they had a problem with it if i get to get my meet a great photo and there's just a black t-shirt that they'd edited it out <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been offended i would have understood that business is business sure. but i think they also need to communicate that in the email sent to people in meet and greets that certain t-shirts um, should not be worn, you know, if, if they do have a rule. But Gene just came around, he looked, he checked at it. I just kind of grinned stupidly. I, I love the photo. Yeah, you kind of look at him like, yeah, yeah. it's me. <laughs> and, and, and then over the other shoulder, Paul's peering down, and I'm like, uh, 
you know what's gonna happen here <laughs> they say something i don't even know what it was i'd have to listen back to the recording i just kind of make myself stand straight they take the picture and i'm out i just yeah, love... that's it all right see you what one of the best things about that and there's uh the one without gene giving me the inquisit in, in, cool. inquisition is tommy is just so fucking he's, he's, really, he's in space he's just like i mean he, he just needs to have his thumb up you know it, it, it's awesome and eric's so cute with his new little coat uh, isn't that adorable that's pretty guy. cool you know, so they, they change things up, and out we go. Um, I just followed the uh, the two sisters, and they actually turned out to be sitting right next to me. So we go out, we, uh, we're directed back to the stage. Everyone's coming in and getting their seats, and we're sent over to the orchestra. And it turns out I'm sitting right next to those two gals. Uh, they're really nice, really friendly, really cool. Great audience people to be with them, they were. Um, but we get to our seats, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? orchestra left all the way over to the side um in front of way you, over to the side yeah, yeah. In, in front of us so if, if you're sitting looking at the stage is probably a 20 foot curtain um riser to cut down the side the width of the stage which kiss isn't going to use all whatever 150 i was trying to find the dimensions for the theater but uh nothing's publicly available so it's uh, 15, 20 feet, maybe, um, that they've mounted the, the Videotrons on to the, either side. So we're not in front of the stage. We're not... We're Technically, we're second row, but there's also 25 feet of pit in front of you, which is standing room. At which point I would have said, put me in the fucking pit, because then I can walk and elbow my way over and be in front of the band. So no band member was physically capable of walking in front of us or coming over so goddamn awful seats I, you know it, as part of a 1250 dollar package i i gotta say here i go with that phrase again i was gonna try not to say today um <laughs> i really think they need to do a better job of finding out their venue configuration before they get the allocation of tickets that are going to be used for the meet and greet if the um not for the vip uh, package. I, th I think it's really unfair to people who are paying that amount of money, and that's also for the other lesser VIP, where you're in the first eight rows, or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, for like four or five hundred dollars without the, uh, the meet and greet component, that it is unfair to be pedantic and correct and say that you're in the second row when there's a 25-foot orchestra pit and you're all the way over to the side in what in the 1970s would have been called an obstructed viewed seat, mm -hmm. you know, sold for peanuts and only sold on the understanding that you are not going to be able to see the band. You are all the way over to the side. Um, so I, I was pissed. And then, fortunately, uh, my phone went off and it was someone, hey, look at your face, you're on Facebook Live, there's Julian with an Odyssey t-shirt, so thank you, you distracted <laughs> me from my rage. Cheered you up a little bit. And then, because uh, I, I recognized people getting their pictures, and I, I elbowed the girls next to me, and we all watched ourselves go through, and they thought it was cool, I thought it was cool, we all thought Keith was awesome, so... You know, that that took my mind off it. But once I realized where I was, it's like, okay, well, them's the fucking breaks again. This is not the first time I've bought a package from Kiss Online and had shit seats, and that's what pisses me off. First time, shame on me. Second time, shame on you. Um, so very disappointed, and I don't know whether any due diligence on my part because you don't find out your seats until you get to will call. Day of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a gotcha that. 
no one in their right minds would pay top dollar for those seats. No one. Mm-hmm. So. That's disappointing. Um, and I'm with you. For that for that amount of money, they and your overall experience was, was very good. I mean, you, you did nothing but, but praise them about, yeah, about the meet and greet, mm-hmm. about, you know, the way – they treated the acoustic performance. Yep. It was all handled very professionally. Everything went well. And you get to your seat. You're on the super high. You know, you got your signatures. Okay, here I go. My, my tickets say orchestra left, row two. Okay, well, that sounds good. You know, just looking at the ticket itself, I'm sure that, that okay, that sounds good. I'll, I'll be on Gene's side, but okay. Maybe just off left to the center or something like that. But that, no, you're exactly right. That's that's what they would call an obstructive view where they put you where there would be a pole in front of you type of type of seat back in the day so so does it that's very disappointing does it ruin the whole experience no it certainly detracts from it because there were enough good other things that go on and we haven't even talked about the electric set yet no we haven't gotten to the show yet yeah so you know it it it, it was a downer and i was like god damn it burned again but you know then rock and roll comes over the speaker you know there was there was quite a bit of delays in this and it, it just got me you know it, it didn't bother me i'm not complaining about delays that's just part of show business but mm-hmm. I, I was like you know things are not firing on all cylinders tonight you know it's the first show in a while you know they've only been doing these onesie twosies um no proper touring that's gonna happen next week um so it you know it, it felt like things were you know, not not the wheels were all greased and all that. So, uh, without using up any yeah. other metaphors. And that's and I and at the same time, that's I'm sure these two shows are for is just to to try to loosen loosen the gears a little bit before they head out to York, just to have a couple of warm up shows before they. Yeah, I mean before they, I, before they tour. I mean, shit, they're about to go to Europe. They need a little bit of spending money in their pockets. Sure. <laughs> I mean, well. You got to pay that mortgage payment before you leave, too. So. Yeah, make sure those bills are paid. So you know, whatever the circumstances of why they're doing these shows is, is irrelevant. But you know, yeah, you know, you, you get out there, you see the big kiss backdrop. Uh, the um, you're ready to go. The big uh, what are they? They, they? I think they must have been twenty foot uh, video screens on either side. I miss the Kiss Army banners. You, those should have been hanging down below. Yeah, those. that's an important element to me. To me, that's very important that, that that they're there. It really adds to the experience. There's no doubt. I, I love going there and to the venue and 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 sitting and waiting in anticipation of the show. And those Kiss Army banners are on each side of it. It just it just adds to the whole Kiss experience, in my opinion. Yep. But teach their own. So the lights go out. You hear the the hum of the the bass and. They, they do the you wanted the best, you got the best, span the world kiss, and they open with Deuce, which is, in my opinion, what they should open with every night. Yes. And you kind of forget about where your seats are because you're at a freaking kiss show. Yeah, without a you doubt. You know what I mean? You, you nailed it. You forget about everything. You forget about your problems. You forget about the world. You forget about what's going on. You just see gene simmons playing your all-time favorite song and the the band you're 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 kind of processing what the stage looks like because you know this Mm -hmm. isn't the stage they're taking to europe that's already there um it's it's sparse it's you know there's not much 
to actually look at it's one big video screen it's not even that big actually um it's not big like a gymnasium behind them you know eric's up on his drum riser it's coming down from oh, yeah. you know, from its fully erect position um tommy's over a stage right paul in the middle gene stage left and you know it, it, it's basically pipe work yeah there's no wall of amps there's just a a stage lifter uh, some pipe work scaffolding <laughs> yeah. yeah just a very very bland one of the most bland kiss stages that you'll ever see but you're right they're the stage that they're using in europe's already there this is something that we're just able to put together for for these two warm-ups. Yeah, shows. shit. I, I wasn't expecting to see Leon the Sphinx or Lady. No, Liberty. or even the Spider or anything like that. Nothing. Sure. No, I'm glad we didn't see the Spider because it probably <laughs> would have fallen on someone with all the technical issues that they had that night. Um, so they rock through it, and I'm gonna play. You know, it, it, it's been up on YouTube, getting a shitload of hits. But I'll punch that back in right now. Deuce in the beginning of the show. <laughs>
Okay. Hope you enjoyed that. So Deuce, and then straight in the love gun and shouted out loud. I, I love those three songs in a row. Three songs that they've used to open shows. In a, no, that, never mind. They've never opened a show. Shout out loud. But two, Yet. three really. What? Yeah. Checking. Yeah, that's possible. But Deuce, love gun, shout out loud. That's a, that's three punches in a row. In your face, you're at a kiss show, and you're. It's about as good as it gets starting things out, in oh, my opinion. Oh, totally. I mean, Love Gun it has been used to open, as you said, but Deuce mm-hmm. and Love Gun was a one-two punch, yeah, a declaration of intention that we have come to kick your ass. I want to play a bit of Love Gun. Okay. Okay, so so Deuce and Love Gun. Yeah, and you know, what's great, a, great one-two punch, as you said. Yeah, and and once I heard Paul, you know, singing that, you hear a bit of his struggles, but you know, even on that recording, um, it's it's more than okay how he sounds to me. And when I was, you know, in there with all the audience noise, I. You know, I I knew there were parts, and you hear where Eric's really coming in during the chorus, and you, you see them working the issue, and that's uh-huh. that's really kind of neat. And I thought, you know, I was like Paul, okay, I, they're I, aware of it, yeah, you uh, know. But I'm like Paul, I can work with this. I'm not I'm not feeling offended that you're seeing. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, not making I'm actually, you cringe as it's going on. No, it's not. It's making me. I, I've said it. You know, when we're talking about the meet and greet component, it made me proud. That you know mm-hmm. they're working hard to come around um, the challenge and still give the best show that that they can. So you know the bass was so fucking loud. Uh, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> you know the, 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 it'll come up uh, you know in, in a little bit when we get to another song. But uh, again, it wasn't a good sounding show. The vocals were low. The music was high, and oh, it was it was a clusterfuck. All over the place. Huh? Yep. So then in the Shattered Out Loud, how was that? Pretty good? Pretty, you know, it's Shattered Out Loud. I hate the song. I never have liked it. It's just too fucking happy for me. Um, you know, <laughs> sorry. Well, you really don't like, like, the next song, man. It's Hide Your Heart, and that's pretty happy, too. No, no. <laughs> but Hide I, Your Heart, though, but they go in the Hide Your Heart, though. You have to be pretty excited, though. I know I would be when they go in the Hide Your Heart, because it's... it's they did it in fourteen when they toured with Def Leppard, but it, but it's still different in my opinion. It's still I once they went into Hide Your Heart, I'm like, okay, you know, here we've gone from first album to Love Gun to Destroyer to Hot in the Shade. I'm like, that's a great mix. That's a pr- four songs, four albums. Mm-hmm. 
that's pretty varied. And I was like, okay, what the hell is the rest of the evening going to be if we're already doing this? Because, you know, I was checking the last set that they'd done, and I can't remember if I was happy at that point or whatever, but I knew from en enjoying the music that I was. That That's pretty early in the set to mix things up to that extreme, too. Usually they wouldn't throw in – usually they don't throw in something like Hydra Heart or, or something a little off their norm until – at least midway through the set. So fourth song in, they're playing Hide Your Heart. That's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I was thrilled, and, you know, kudos to them for keeping that in the set. Mm -hmm. Um. So then Hide Your Heart, I Love It Loud. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. I wasn't expecting it this early. And again, we got technical issues. Let me just play you a clip of Gene getting pissed off. wanted his spotlight you asshole dig it <laughs> <laughs> oh poor gene oh to be gene simmons <laughs> oh to be gene simmons indeed and again um i love it loud how many times have we heard it and i just loved it so there you well, go that's good yeah thoroughly enjoyed it. i wasn't like oh this again you know i didn't i don't think i felt that on any song so you didn't feel the need for a bathroom break on any of them no no. That's good. Well, that, that's well. Here, that's the way it should be. So that's great. Yep. There, there were going to be no bathroom breaks during this show. I mean, that's why I wasn't drinking beer. So, I, I, I was staying put. It's good. So I love it loud. And then, okay, we're one, two, three, four, five songs in, five different albums still. Yep. We go to the sixth song, sixth different album, and you probably had to have been really shocked when they played. Crazy, crazy nights. Yes and no. Um, with going to Europe. No, I get it. They're playing four shows in, in England, and I, I would get why they would want, would want to play it. But yeah, still pretty cool. They're not actually playing four shows in England. They're playing four shows in the United Kingdom. But sorry, sorry to be pedantic. <laughs> um, having moved here from Glasgow, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a big deal. But crazy nights. And as much as I hate the song, I was thrilled again. You know, it's not a song that I get to hear very often performed by the band. And it, it's another one that they, they've really worked hard on to, um, to play. So here's a bit of video from crazy nights. So there's a couple things with that. I often bag on Tommy and say that he can't do Bruce Kulick solos properly um, or Vinnie Vincent solos properly. And I liked what he did with Crazy Nights. 
and that solo. That's why, you know, that that's the part that I've kept of that video. I thought he did a very good job interpreting it and keeping it honest to the original, but with a little bit of the classic feel that he's better at with, you know, doing the Frelly type uh, guitar work. Also in that, there's a lot more Gene on the vocals. Um and Eric in, in the chorus, as, as you could hear there. So that was a good example of how they're they're working, again, around Paul's limitations. And Paul, I thought, did a, a very good job. Uh, again, listening to this stuff now, rather than being in the room, is completely different Sonic Beast than it was, um, especially without ear earplugs, which I, I never go to concerts without, but I'd left them in my jacket so completely different uh, i enjoyed it actually yeah. as much as i cringe sometimes at that song that's all you can ask for yeah so into firehouse yeah they're gonna do hotter yeah not not a surprise not a shocker so not not a shocker at all but this is where it, it really became apparent and you know when i, I spoke to ken mills of uh, podcast the other day um, you know, I had to drop off a copy of a book for him and did a quick episode for podcast uh, about Reno saving a lot of this stuff for our own show. But, you know, I, I, I had said something to the effect then that, you know, Paul was having some issue and I thought maybe it was him, you know, physically not being able to sing. What it seems it was more likely about was his microphone. He was having major problems with his mic. And so Gene jumped in and started singing Firehouse, which I, I thought was really cool. Let me just play a quick clip of that. Gene tries to help Paul Stanley sing. Okay, so I thought that was really, you know, That's good, really cool. go team, you know, jumping in and helping Paul, whatever reason he was struggling, whether it was, you know, singing or whether it was technical, you know, he was there for his brother. I mean, you know, keep the show going at all costs, even if you butcher the lyrics, even if you don't know where the break is and you keep singing and stuff, you know, whatever. He was there, you know, he kept he it together. In. He jumped in. Yeah. So uh, another really cool part of Firehouse, um, and this is some video for all of you not listening, just watching, is from our position all the way over, getting to see Gene blow fire and have Tommy and Paul watching Gene blow fire. So see if I can string that into a sentence. Me watching Tommy and Paul watching Gene blowing fire at the end of Firehouse. Here's a little bit of video of that.
right, so you must have really enjoyed watching that, Lonnie. Now you're like, oh, I'm going to go watch this freaking show to see. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot, Julie. Now, now, now I got to go back and watch the show. <laughs> yeah, man, I got to listen to you again. Damn. <laughs> Once a week's enough. <laughs> so, Firehouse. I mean, it's always cool though. You know, it's one of the high. It's still, you know, even many times if I've seen Kiss, it's still one of the highlights of the show every time you see it. It's still a fun part when they breathe the fire. So, if Crazy Nice didn't excite you, the next song had to have excited you when they broke into Flaming Youth. Oh my goodness me. And you go change your pants. No, uh, I, I was just hoping it was going to stay in the set. And Paul gave it a nice intro. You know, he says, this next song's off, you know. Um... Rock and roll over. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, he, he got he got it right, and then he proceeded to say we could play God of Thunder, we could play you know uh, Detroit Rock City, but we're gonna play Flaming Youth, um, and it's it, he he introduced it as a gem. He, he acknowledged it for what it was. Um, again, good work on the backing vocals on the song. I like it. I, I'm glad it's still there. I thoroughly sure. enjoyed it. It makes me smile thinking of it. Listening to the show, I, I've listened to the show five times today. Just keeping it in my head, keeping it fresh, and I've smiled every time. I think I've, I've had a shit-eating grin on my face since Friday. You know, it, it's just been the past few days. They're a blur. They're gone. But a Kiss show made me happy because of things like Crazy Nights being in the set or Flaming Youth. I mean, it's the little, it's the little things. Sure. So. That's obviously a treat right in the middle of the, right in the middle of the set here, Flaming Youth. That's got to be fantastic. Yep. So Flaming Youth and the Cold Gin. Cold Gin, good standard. No good standard, you know, meat and potatoes type kiss song. Everyone's recognizing it. it. It's not out of place. It's not you know. It's not not ooh. It's yay. Yeah, Cold Gin. <laughs> to be to be expected. Great song though. Into War Machine, and he does the blood before War Machine. You know, I really can't freaking remember. I yeah, I think I think he did. Um, yeah, he he must have because uh, you know there you go shows how much I was paying attention. <laughs> you only listen to the show five times a day. <laughs> well, listening you don't really. I know. I you don't really hear the blood drops. War Machine really become really a a standard since 2012. They started playing it. I mean, they played it on 04, and then they brought it back in 12 when they toured with Motley, and it's really kind of stayed in the set list ever since. Yeah, it, it's it's one that doesn't do a whole lot for me, and I think that was one where I, I felt the graphics behind them, you know, they felt recycled from previous tours where they always had the little, like, mini yeah. robots. and They've been using that since 2012, too. So. Yeah, so ho hopefully they've got some new effects for, you know, for Europe if they're going to do that in the set, but whatever, you know, a decent song, you know, yeah. just standard fodder. So this one was a surprise though, was they brought say yeah back into the set list. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, my reaction to, to, to um, say, yeah, can only be illustrated by playing this sample. <laughs> what are you thinking at that point? What are you thinking they're going to play? 
I, I didn't know or care. I'm just like, they're playing something off Sonic Boom. I think Modern Day Delilah is probably the first thing that popped into my head. But, I mean, ooh, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, just hearing myself. I'm so excited. When, yeah, and, you know, when you, you, you're taping the show, you're like lip syncing because you don't want to be singing along and you be your voice on <laughs> yeah so that's one of the few times you can actually hear me uh, on the show and into into the oh man i was i was smiling i yeah my my reaction that's an honest reaction i can't fake that's it great. i i wanted to edit it out of the show but i'm I'm, no, going, it is. I'm going to embrace the dorkiness of my reaction just for what it was, an honest reaction to, uh, to being excited at Paul telling me that he's going to you know, play that song. And it's only been three years since it was last done. Or, but it's not, It's probably the last song I expected to be thrown into the set, something off Sonic Boom. Still a surprise, though. I mean, a lot of surprises in, in the set, really. I mean, quite a, f- quite a few surprises. I mean, much as we complain about setless, quite a few surprises in the set. Yeah, and, and, and say, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that Paul lost his mic in, in the middle of the song. I'll, I'll play you a clip in a second. But, you know, what I like what they're doing is the higher parts that he can't do now is they're putting in pyro, explosions. So what a great way to avoid then to mask it by having an explosion while he is doing That's it. That's cool. Because... It, it it's it's a band-aid you know it and it 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 worked i loved it it was like an exclamation mark because you know he's going high and they're hitting it with a an explosion but here's a clip of uh the mic issue and it just you know it fucked up the song but Yeah, so it was nice having you work with us. Can I hear my voice in my in my earpiece? Poor Paul. I mean, <laughs> talking about getting stomped on his toes, you know. So that was that was, that was tough, but it, it happens. You're at your first show you've done in a while, so. So from say yeah into shock me. Yeah, um, same things I said about Beth. I say about shock me every time. That uh, I also find it it odd that he that Paul introduced the song completely and didn't say I'm going to turn the microphone over to Tommy Thayer and then Tommy chiming in shock me like Ace used to do. That he's right. he's doing the whole thing. Gonna you know have Tommy wants to sing a song. He's going to sing shock me and and they go. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's again, it's the spaceman song, and I hate saying that in in one sense, but Tommy does it respectfully, like Eric does Beth respectfully, as a mm-hmm. homage to Ace Frehley. Is it? Never mind. Is it? Is, <laughs> is it, it? Is it homage or is it homage? Homage, homage. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Potato, potato, whatever. So, um, you know, so. I, I don't mind it as much now. I've kind of gotten over my butt hurt for him doing it. And, you know, he did the rocket thing at the end and shot down three things from the, yeah. Right. The, it, you know, it was neat. It, the, the guitar soloing bit, and, you know, he walked around the stage and commanded presence, and, you know, he did his thing. He did fine, you know. Um, there you go. It, yeah, right, let's move on to the next one. 
Yeah. <laughs> so lick it up. Ugh. Jeez. Did they? And and I haven't heard all the audio clips that you put up. I'm sure they did. Still did the Who little thing in the middle, like they've been doing for the oh, last. Jesus, stick a fork in my decade. Eye. Yeah, I can't stand it. I'd rather it's the. No, it's it's running. It was cool the first. 16,000 times later it's play the fucking who song <laughs> just just do a who cover in there for me please don't right. don't do or, the little... or play or play another song instead of wasting all that time in my opinion so. yeah you know it, it goes on too long for me but it bothers me less and less now now we get into it and i'm going to play a little bit of lick it up So he kills that scream again. No, it did sound good. It sounded, no it sounded fantastic. He sounded good on Lick It Up as well. Um, and I, I was just bashing that part of the song, and then I'm bopping my head. So typical kiss. <laughs> Says one thing, does right. another. Um, yeah, hypocrite. I'll probably have a different opinion tomorrow. So, yeah. It's it's not as bad. And I, I love Paul's intro bit to this was, you know... Asking the crowd, how many girls like to get like how many girls like to, yeah all that yeah and then oh. goes I guess we got a really dirty audience here tonight yeah so that that was kind of you know funny cornball uh, moment typical so. Paul Stanley yep so from look it up into one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. that Kiss does live that for me like. For you with Deuce, if they don't do Deuce, you're disappointed. For me, if they don't do Let Me Go Rock and Roll, I'm disappointed because it always that jam at the end is one of my favorite. It's one of the one of the reasons why I love Kiss. So Let Me Go Rock and Roll, you had to be excited. Absolutely, absolutely. That's another one of the songs I absolutely adore hearing in, in concert, and will never complain that it's in the set. If it's not, or Deuce isn't, you know, it's not often that Deuce is not, but. Um, let me go rock and roll is often not in the set and to get both Mm -hmm. of those this night you know i've lost track of again the the number of albums different albums that material have been played off in this concert but at this point i'm thought why aren't we into encores yet you know oh yeah i mean they're still going i mean it's it's a lengthy set versus recent shows that have seen the set list contract down to 15 especially with the longer bits um you know being done in shock me and um mm-hmm. lick it up and lick it up is i was amazed they're still going i, I was looking at the timer on, on on my recorder and i'm like holy shit i'm glad this isn't a cassette oh yeah you're you're at let me go rock and roll and you're like okay well you know they at least got one more song before the end of the set yeah, you, you know Detroit and... You know either Detroit Rock City, Rock and Roll Night, or Black Dam is going to be the last song in the set. One yeah. of the three. So, uh, I, so I, you, know you, you know we're still going at this point. And I, and I was totally amazed that we were still going. Yeah. So, But they don't end it yet. They still don't end the set list after that. They go in the Psycho Circus, which is an odd place for Psycho Circus. Usually it's um, towards the beginning of the show. So then to play it that late is a little was a little different, but... 
again, a, an, a, but a, a little bit different, a little bit of a surprise, and again, a song off of a different album. They're really touching the, the as whole, many eras of the band as they can. Almost. Yeah, the whole catalog is being represented here. Uh, I really like that. It, you know, there's enough in this set for the dork in me. You know, the Kiss geek who knows that Flaming Youth is a gem. Um, that Crazy Nights hasn't been done that often. Uh, that Say Yeah was something special. You know, mm -hmm. the dork has been pleased. But for the diehard fan, and Paul asked the audience, how many of people here tonight, is this is their first Kiss concert? And mm -hmm. a good chunk of that audience, that's probably a lot of the audience is now going to see them. It was their first Kiss oh, show sure. from their reaction. And I, I don't think they were just being polite. And, you know, Paul's like, you know, take it back. And he's like, well, April the 21st will be a day that you always remember. It's the time you first saw Kiss. And, you know how balanced this set is between rarities and you know more of different stuff. albums representative yeah yeah and he's like here's a here's a song from 1998 you know i'm like okay i, I know what's coming I, I didn't right think, i didn't think it was going to be a pledge of allegiance to the state of rock and roll um <laughs> so let me just play you know 30 seconds of psycho circus because i thought it was again another song that he did very well So you can still hear Paul prominently in the chorus as well. Yeah. I mean, he's still there. But that that's a more difficult part, I think, to sing, uh, which is why I just played that, that little bit. And, you know, I thought he did very well. So it's not one of my favorite songs. I'd rather it be further up the set list, you know. Maybe even start with it, introduce into Love Gun, and that's a one, two, three knockout. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, still great to hear the, the variety. Absolutely. I, I really, I've said it numerous times, but I really like all how many different uh, albums are represented. So last song of the set, Black Diamond. Not a surprise, but a great song. And a great and always, you know, again, a standard at a Kiss show, a song you have to have at a Kiss show. Yep, I'll, I'll never complain about hearing Black Diamond, and here's a sample of that. Because if you know it, you got to show it. Don't blow it. It's your channel.
Okay, so, you know, again, it's the softer vocal that he's doing extremely well. Um, and where he might have had challenges with the hoo-hoo-hoo, uh, get the audience to do it for you. Yeah, Inter- do, interact with the audience. Smart or, man, smart man. Do the Vin- That's what Vince Neil would always do, too. Well, with Vince Neil, you got to sing every other word anyway, or else you. Well, that's true, but you know what I mean. No, Vince would opt out of the high, high parts and put the microphone to the ground when it came to the high parts. Yeah. He was he knew his limitations, and Paul knows his. So, but it's also smart. it is what it is. It, it makes you part of the show, you know, it, yeah. and that's what makes him such a great frontman, 1975 or 2017. He's Paul fucking Stanley, and he commands respect on the stage and he makes you feel part of the show he makes you feel like he's you're he's singing to you so does gene you know but smart showmanship so Absolutely. respect so black diamond ends the set great way to end the set you know at this point that they have at least two more songs in them and they do just two more songs but at the same time they've already done so many songs that i if I was you, I wouldn't be expecting a lengthy encore at this point because they had played for quite a while. Yeah. So they come, you know, I, I wouldn't be expecting it. So they come back and they do the first song you expect them to do when they came back. Well, they don't. And that's Detroit Rock City. Yeah, not not quite. Well, they do, first they, they do first they do um, they do a little presentation first, don't they? Yeah, six minutes worth. Um, and <laughs> I, I'm I'm just thinking that this could be a song and a half, and no disrespect, oh, yeah. no disrespect to all my American friends. Um, I, I always have a little bit of a problem with the hoorah, hoorah, hoorah section, but you know, honoring the veterans is an incredibly important part of what the band is about. And everyone was on their feet, showing respect to those veterans up on the stage and listening to um, Paul talk and hands on their hearts for the pledge of allegiance so you know the respect was given to those to whom it is owed and you know the mayor gave them the key i, I always love the the key presentations because he always says i hope they don't change the locks or take it back you know or something to that effect <laughs> same after. sticks in 75 yeah yeah it, I, I love it though i, I mean it it's still funny yeah it's still funny um and, and then uh, a charity worker who works with homeless veterans in reno um you know gave a, a, a brief speech as well and then they were ready to you know, get back to the show. But, you know, honoring, they had two vets who were working at the facility that night, bringing them on stage. And, you know, it never hurts to remind people, you know, in this day and age, you know, and, uh, you know, do something a little bit more, regardless of whether Mr. Gill gets uncomfortable with these sorts of things. Uh, it's, 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 it's irrelevant. Their, their heart is in the right place. So. No, and they're, it, it, I have a lot of respect for what they do with that. So. Yeah. And, and it wasn't them parroting on about what they do. You know, the guy from yeah, the charity yeah. tells you what Kiss has done for veterans and wounded warriors and and the charities. So, you know, correct. It's not Gene and Paul patting themselves on the shoulder. Look what we do. Getting someone so, else to do it for them. And, you know, it, it also the crowd. Come on. The, the crowd around me was chanting USA, USA, USA. You know, they they responded to it as yeah, as. Yeah, I was lip syncing, of course, because I didn't want to ruin my recording. <laughs> You had, your, you had your priorities. <laughs> I was standing. I was standing. Well, that's good. That's impressive. So, Detroit <laughs> Rock City, to start the music part of the encore, you're expecting that at this point. Yeah, you, you now know it. we're into the end, so here's you know a bit of Detroit Rock City.
Okay, so I think Paul's voice has held up incredibly well during this afternoon of music and evening of music. I mean, through the meet and greet into this, he's he's still chugging along very nicely, in my opinion. I mean, I'm sure there are detractors out there who are going to, um, you know, dissect and criticize everything they can, but I have zero criticisms of him, you know, to be this deep in and still sounding good. The music's good. The mix is better so you know everything's <laughs> everything's coming together at the end strong Whatever. finish it's Detroit Rock City yep so and of course they finish it up with the Kiss Standard Rock and Roll all Night Confetti whole nine yards typical end to the Kiss show the bombastic I shouldn't say typical end to a Kiss show the bombastic end to a Kiss show how it how it always ends as much as you may be tired of the song, it's still exciting, in my opinion. When the only time I get excited for rock and roll night is when I'm at a Kiss show and they play it live. It's still, it's still fun. It's a Kiss show, and yeah. it's the way they end the show. Yeah, when it's raining confetti, you know, and you know it's the last song. You know they're not coming back to do another one. Uh, right, you still can't help but smile. Yep. And it was a hell of a confetti storm. So um, I won't play the video now. I'll punch it in afterwards. But you know. Just a, a little bit of the end of the show, and and then we're done. We're out. One thing, uh, one last bit of multimedia I do want to play, and this happened way earlier in the show. I think it was second, third song, right before Shout It Out Loud. And uh, Paul got a nice dig in at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and maybe that's become one of his new spiels. We're looking at a band that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame hates kids. But they had to listen to you. So tonight we're going to be celebrating all things kids, old stuff, some of the newest stuff, classic stuff. But I want to check on y'all, make sure you're with us. Hold on a second. So. Yeah. Nice of Paul to, again, make you feel part of it all that, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame hates Kiss and they had to let him in because we demanded it. So, yeah. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame continues to show what a hypocrisy that it is by letting different members of Journey in and just like they did with the Grateful Dead, they've let whoever they wanted and only four members of Kiss are allowed to go in so i can see where it still kind of gets paul's goat when he sees stuff like that going on yep so i can see why i can definitely see why it sticks with him yeah absolutely and i don't have a problem with that what i liked about that 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 comment and i'll make sure i, I replace that with the better the better version um you know he's he said what they're going to be performing tonight they're going to be performing older stuff newer stuff classic stuff yeah no false advertising there. They went they around. They did just that. So, you know, here we are, end of the show. One hour and 53-minute Kiss show in 2017. Yeah, Gene's not jumping around the stage. Gene is moving around the stage. He wasn't static. Paul moved around the stage. He certainly was not freaking static. He was on his back, wiggling his legs, sitting on the side of the stage, rolling around. You know, 65 years old. If I could do any of that and not end up like a turtle or ha <laughs> or having a heart attack, you know, he was active. Eric, active as hell, you know, just working his ass off. Tommy, working his ass off. That's a band that gave everything to that show. 
that night. And, you know, I just walked out grinning inanely. Simple as that. I had forgotten about being annoyed about the seats. I hadn't thought about it from the first moments. The first notes were struck. I sure. just walked out and... You know, it, it wasn't that late, and I was just spent emotionally. I, I was like, I get back to my room. I want to leave early, you know, the next day to get back um, to San Francisco. But what an amazing night it was. 18 songs, nearly two hours. You can't ask for any more than that. That's, cannot I ask. Didn't, I didn't think we'd see a Kiss show with 18 songs again, honestly. And because... there should have been 19. Because on the set list, right before... I Was Made For Loving You. I Was Made For Loving You was scratched. So, mm -hmm. thank God. <laughs> Tells you they're going to do it in Europe, and that's no surprise. They're probably going to do it in Europe. Yep. Um, along with Crazy Crazy Nights. That's, you know, again, we, we mentioned it earlier in the show. That's why they did it, because I'm sure they're planning on it for Europe. Um, maybe, the the, maybe, they, maybe they could get Tommy to sing Talk To Me instead of Shock Me. They both have me in the. Now, that would be exciting. We've been we've been hearing Tommy do. The first time Tommy did Shock Me was in two thousand eight, and I'd love to hear Tommy sing a different Spaceman song. Mm -hmm. There's plenty to choose from, and there's plenty good ones to choose from. And there's plenty that have never been performed live by All Ace. Right. So save your love. Rocket, save your love. Rocket ride for you mm -hmm. know. You know, hasn't been performed by Kiss with Ace. You know, sure. uh, talk to me. I'm just thinking back to the, you know, the European focus group in 1980 that you know listened yep. to the album and decided what were the good songs. You know, so Torpedo Girl, shit. I mean, <laughs> talk. I don't like. Yeah, I don't think we have to worry about him doing that. No, but I think it'd, it'd be fun to mix things up to hear a to hear Tommy do a different Spaceman song. At this point, we've been doing whenever Tommy sings a song. Yeah, he did. Um, out of this world when they toured for Monster, but when every anytime he's done a song by the original Spaceman, it's always been shocked me. So I I'd, I'd be really excited to hear him switch that up. And you don't have to do anything super rare like Torpedo Girl. You can do Talk to Me. You could do Rocket Ride. I think that would be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. But what I, I really find strange is I really have no major criticisms of this set. Which mm. it's a very rare thing for someone like me to just come out of it and feeling, wow, they hit everything, every area of the catalog, and I really got no complaints whatsoever. I agree because I'll be the first one to start bitching about about set lists and stale set lists. And when I saw that, when I saw the set list Saturday morning, I was. I was impressed. I was taken back at how many different albums were represented, represented, how they did the classics, and they threw in the gems, like the Crazy Nights, like the Hide Your Hearts, and the Flaming Newts, and even the Say Yeah for the, the diehards. You can even put Say Yeah with the diehards, because not, not everyone bought, went up and bought Sonic Boom, so it's really for the diehards as well. Um, so to me, it's an exciting set list, and I'm, I'm really interested to hear what carries over to Europe next week. Yeah, I can't wait to see this the stage for Europe because obviously we haven't seen that yet. I can't wait to see what they do. I I also wanted to say kudos to Paul for mentioning the albums that these come off. 
because one of the things that correct I, I, yeah well that always <laughs> helps um <laughs> you, you know he, he may have goofed a bit on crazy nights being 88 87 you know and started with one but you know with something like say yeah he's selling the product if someone in the audience liked that and didn't know that sonic boom was a kiss album you know because these guys are casuals you know paul's done a service to his business by saying this is off sonic boom you know and i'd always kind of criticize when he didn't mention the album some of that stuff came off because there may be people who have never heard that before and if it's their first kiss concert it may a lot of these may be their first experiences of the kiss catalog and yeah. and they've gone deep so let people know where they can get this stuff you know, and I, and I, and I think it, it, it's just the smart thing to do in, in this day and age. Absolutely. I, I, I applaud them for how diverse that set list was and, and letting people know, because like you said, it is a lot of people's first kiss show. It, it might not, and for some people it might be their first introduction to kiss. They might only know Detroit rock city and rock and roll night, but they're going because, Oh, it's a show and it's kiss. I've heard it's a lot of fun. I heard it's, you know, I, I've seen them on TV before, and it, it's explosions, and it's this, and it's that. It'll it'll be fun. Let's go. So, but then you go there, and you're like, you know, these, these guys can play pretty good music too. So, I like the fact that they're saying what the albums are that they come up. Yep. So, it was a good night. It was a good weekend, and you know, we've just talked 90 minutes on it. You know, in addition to the uh, <laughs> there's just uh, two of us. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if there were four. Oh God. Good. <laughs> it have been a two-parter yep so you know fun sh fun show um you know good work by the crew the ones who did their job properly that night uh you know in taking care of us through the the meet and greet they did a great job um you know tough luck with the the sound you know in, in both parts of the show it happens but uh you know at well, again when i was walking out i had a big smile on my face everyone around me you know, there was no one storming up to customer service saying, give me a fucking refund now. <laughs> you know, I heard nothing but good things. And, you know, Ken asked one thing the other day, you know, any perception of them phoning it in? No. You can't phone in how hard they had to work that set. You know, whether it was the meet and greet, whether it was the electric with the technical issues, you know, and, you know, for what it was, good effort. Good bloody effort. That's awesome. And apparently it was sold out, so... Yeah, I see that. So right. I'm interested to see the set list, the stage, and attendance next week when the tour starts. Several, I'm, I've seen that several, some of the shows are sold out already. Yeah. Um, so from that standpoint, it looks like it'll be well attended. I'm, I can't wait to to critique and and just check out set lists every morning for the next couple of weeks while they're on tour. It's always a fun time it's always a fun part of the year where you can uh you know obviously we've got people on the faq who are actually counting dots on Ticketmaster for for concerts to see how <laughs> to see how many seats are still left and god bless them because i wouldn't do it um I, more time than i do <laughs> i i wait until uh the box scores or polestar come out and get my stats the easy way the officially reported ones but you know it, it seems like you know there's a lot of last minute buying going on i think um one of the people on Facebook had mentioned that Helsinki had, you know, started finally shifting a lot more of its seats and looked like it was going to be a good turnout. So, you know, hopefully they get a strong walk up, even, you know, at a 2,700 seat place in Reno. 
had a walk-up contingent. There were people, you know, the story I heard, and it's hearsay, was uh, two girls went up and wanted to get the VIP upgrade, um, and only one was left for that, and everything else was gone. So one of them was able to get it, and the other one went back to her cheap seats. Um, So, you know, it's fun, it's exciting. Kisses on tour again, people. You know, here we are. We're going to get to debate Paul Stanley's voice. We're going to debate whether Tommy Thayer is doing justice to things. Um, debate Eric Singer is he being appropriate or is he being forced to drum down a level and uh, you know what what do people bitch about Gene for it's going to be all of that instead I say turn it around and look at the good stuff and celebrate the wins just knowing that they are still on tour in 2017 so that's the way I look at it you know when when they did the farewell in 2000 I bought in and thought that was it and when they even when and then they came back in 03 and then stabilized the lineup in 04. If you would have told me in 04 they'll still be touring in 2017, I would have said, no, they'll they'll, they'll be done by then. Yeah. But they're still touring, and they're till, still touring strong. So, t- I mean, it's it's something to be celebrated, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let, let's bring this one to a close. Uh, to take us out, I'm not going to let Lonnie wrap up. I'm going to let uh, a little bit of Rock and Roll All Night wrap up for us. So, Lonnie, thank you for taking the reins tonight and uh, guiding me through my memories. I appreciate thank you, you, you doing so. Uh, thank you all for listening. To everyone from the board who I met at uh, the show, uh, Go Thunder. Nice to meet you in person, particularly. Stands out. Uh, some of the usual suspects who I've seen at some of the other events this year. Great to see you guys again. And even actually remember your names, because I'm terrible with that sort of thing. You know, it, it was great to be a part of this community and see everyone. And I look forward to getting out to more events. The Peter Chris thing. Can't wait for that. And hopefully Gene Simmons in Riverside. So uh, from Lonnie and myself, here's a bit of rock and roll all night. We'll see you next time on the board and wherever you listen to the show. Bye for now. sales are final there are no refunds if you'd like look us up on facebook or come over to the kiss faq message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today don't forget to rate us on itunes spreaker or wherever you've listened to the show we hope you'll join us again